your Bible, please, to that uh, great and wonderful chapter, the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalm 119. Psalm 119. I hope you'll enter in real quickly into the beginning of the message. There are three books, Job, Psalms, and Proverbs, and all of them have to do with the wisdom of the Word. I want to make two or three introductory statements. Number one, there is no wisdom apart from the Word. Maybe that explains why we're in such a foolish nation tonight. The Word's been counted out. And America is doomed in her own filth. I say that to say this. The only way that God's people are going to be able to stay well is to live by faith. We're going to either learn to live by faith or we're going to die by sight. Did you know that so far as we know, Moses never had a sick day? He lived 120 years and died well. Fact is, he died standing up, unless God caught him as he laid him down. You know why? The Bible said he lived by the word he got. It. The Bible said he stayed in the mount. Deuteronomy 10:10. He stayed in the mount till he what? Till he got a whole armload of the word of God. And listen, Moses only lived by the first five books of the Bible. That's all he had. He didn't have James chapter 5. He didn't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the book of Acts. He didn't have the full revelation of the Word of God we've got now. And yet the Bible said he died according to the Word of the Lord. His natural force was not abated. His eye was not dim. And so tonight, the realm where we're missing out is in the Bible realm. Man knows more facts and more things and has done more things and more inventions. In my generation, since 1914, June the 28th, there's been many inventions. And yet those inventions have come. Did you know that the automobile has been developed since I was born? There wasn't any automobile. There might have been a, uh, maybe a, a T model. But I mean, the, 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 the automobile has been the telephone system has been developed. Radio has been invented. Television, the monster of hell, has come out. I mean, that's the thing that's captured our children as well as the parents. Dads and mothers have lost their children, and children have said, we'd rather have a television set than a mother and a daddy. And the newspapers and the psychiatrists have come out and said the children have made their choice for Hollywood rather than home. That's one reason I never let anything like that come in my home. And my kids or grandkids said, well, I'd rather, I'd rather watch the homos and husbands from Hollywood than be you, granddaddy. I said, fiddle. You get mad at me. I'm trying to tell you we've got to get our home back together. When you lose your home, you lost it all. I've been on the phone today, broken home after broken home, begging, pleading, talking. You know what's wrong? You know why people break up a home? It's because they love sin. That's right. Right. Amen. Yeah. 
You know what happens to a daddy when he'll give up a wife like one I talked to today and leave four little children, all of them under 12. You know what's wrong with him? He's full of the devil. Right. Oh, but the wife said, he's a deacon in the church. I said, I don't care, brother. He's a devilish deacon. Think of four little children, and you know there's somebody else involved. You know I know it, and he knows it. He made his choice, and he said, I'd rather have me a strange skirt or dress than to have my wife and four children. All of y'all can just do the best you can. Daddy's walking out on you. And he calls himself a Christian. That's rotten to the core. Amen. You know what's wrong? They're out of the Word of God. They've watched television until their eyes are big as grapefruits and got a beetle brain and no heart at all. And, And yet the preachers today will not cry out against their main enemy. They'll let their churches get empty, stay empty, and sit on Sunday afternoon and watch professional gambling football games and yet... They will not be ready to preach on Sunday night. What a price we're paying. I'm talking about the Word tonight. 52 things from the 119th Psalm. I'm saying, first of all, no man can have wisdom without the Word. Number two, nobody can have power with God without the Word. Number three, nobody can pray intelligently unless he prays according to the Word. No man can get his prayers answered that doesn't pray scripturally. No man can pray inside the will of God while he lives outside the Word of God. Put that down. There's no way. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask what you will. It shall be done for you. What I'm saying tonight, I've said a thousand times, but I'll say it again and again. We've got to get our people back in the Word of God. People say, well, what is your therapy? King James Version. You're down here looking over the work, aren't you? Brother, people say, well, Brother Olaf, what have you got? Bible. What do you use? Bible. Preach the Bible to them. Get the Word of God into them. You say, what did it? Jesus. You say, how did he do it? Word of God. Who made it real? Holy Spirit. No wonder we're in the mess we're in tonight. Let me tell you something, brother. The people that used to preach and practice holiness, and here's the thing, it's bad. A lot of people practice holiness with the hope of going to heaven through their own holiness. And brother, when I, if, if I believed in living holy in order to go to heaven, I'd try to get with it. I mean, I'd sure want to be holy because I wouldn't want to miss heaven. But, brother... I believe we ought to live holy because we're saved and not in order to go to heaven. I believe if we are saved, we're holy people. You know how many saints we got here tonight? Every person that's saved is a saint. Catholic friend said to me, you don't believe in saints. I said, what do you mean? I don't believe in dead saints. I believe in living saints. Y'all have to die before you become a saint. We We saints while we live. I finally said, well, I didn't know you believe. I said, listen, fact is we believe in more saints. We believe you're either a saint or you ain't. <laughs> I mean, if you're saved, you're saint. Isn't that right? Amen. Sure you are. All right. Now then, you ready? 
Let's go to the 119th uh, uh, Psalm. Wonderful, wonderful Psalm. Job, Psalms, Proverbs, right in the middle of the Bible, the longest chapter. And could I, could I tell you what the first word is? Blessed. You know what that is? Happy. We're on our road to happiness tonight. The 119th Psalm is going to give us everything we need to make us happy. And so in this 119th Psalm, where there are so many wonderful verses, I'm going to give you about 52 things that he said. Number one, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his commandments and that seek him with a whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Now, number one, then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. The average person lives in the land of shame. We walk and talk with these words, I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed. I mean, I'm just ashamed. I'm ashamed of my puny life. I'm ashamed of my little thing. I'm ashamed of what little, I'm ashamed. And yet the Bible says, then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy command. I'll praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgment. Yes, Notice, in the ninth verse, in just a moment, I'll keep thy statutes, oh, forsake me not utterly. Now, what's the problem with young people today? Why did they have the rock concert here this week with thousands and thousands of dirt and filth and rock and roll and dope and dope dogs and 25 officers trying to patrol? Why? Why? Uh, what's the hope? Mothers and dads said, you know, they look at me and say, I just don't know what's wrong with her. Brother Olaf, somebody's got to help get her head set on straight. I mean, uh, her, her personality's changed. Why, this time last year, she was the sweetest child you've ever seen. I cannot imagine what's happened to her. I tell you what's happened to her. The devil got a hold of her. Oh, I tell you, did you know that in all these 30 years we've been working with people and more, we've never escorted one to the couch of a psychiatrist. Now, to me, that's amazing to get as good results as we've gotten because every person that comes to Christ, you see, he's the head fixer, the heart fixer, the hand fixer, and the feet fixer. Fact is, he does a turnkey job. Amen. And that's when you said, I pray, God, that your whole soul mind, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. He's the one that'll do it. Dear friends, we don't do it. You don't make yourself holy. You don't keep yourself holy. Now, uh, the Bible didn't say, he, he said, keep yourself in the love of God. He didn't say get yourself in the love of God. A lost man is dead. He can't get himself the love of God. He said, keep thy heart 
pure. He didn't say make your heart pure. He said keep it pure after God makes it pure. You say, how can you do that? We'll come to that in this great and wonderful chapter. Let's read on. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Listen, the word of God and impurity cannot live in the same house or heart. No way. If you'll read the Word of God, believe it, stay with it. You couldn't watch the impure things that take place. You could not read impure reading materials and read the Bible at the same time. And yet, I'm afraid in this country that the people who call themselves members of the churches, pastors and preachers and so forth, they spend more time reading the daily paper than they do the yeah. daily Word of God. That's sad. I mean, it's just sad. And they ask me that all the time, and they've played this thing up all over the nation. Brother Olaf will not even allow a newspaper. Can you imagine? Why, he, 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 it's unreal. <laughs> Is that right? There's nothing real about the newspaper. Garbage sheet of the community. It advertises liquor. It advertises beer. It advertises cigarettes. It advertises picture shows with their nude scenes, and it advertises... Uh, X-rated and all the and got all the pictures. Let me ask you this: Why would a Christian want to bring that kind of slop into his house? Hmm? I mean, why don't you get over on that side and, and instead of condemning us, let me you say, why don't you? I say, why do you? All right. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his life? What's the hope? Away. What's the hope of young people by taking heed thereto according to thy word? And wait a minute. You'd say, Brother Olaf, the public school system cannot do it because they're not allowed to have the Word of God. That's right. There's no way to cleanse them in the public school system. You wonder what's happened to the public school system? They kicked the Bible out, and now the dope came, and now then uh, all sorts of... Uh, you know, I was talking to a teacher last night. She called me, and uh, she won't know how we're getting along. I said, fine. I mean, we're... Uh, the ship's lo loaded, I mean, full cargo and full steam ahead. I mean, we loaded to the hill and still afloat. That's the thing. People predicted we're going to sink, you know, and he's going to go under and all that kind of stuff. No, we're going over. She said to me last night, she said, I'm telling you, she said, I don't think I'm going to get with the governor because said uh, he's just not uh, willing to look after us school teachers. I said, uh, tell me, how much do you make? She said, 19000 a year. She gets 19000 I said, how much your husband gets? She said, twenty. One plus. I said, you mean $40,000 a year? 40000 for a couple of school teachers? She said, sure. Not enough. Well, I said, I remember when you didn't have 10 cents, and yet you're getting 40000 you're still not satisfied, are you? That's Americans for you. $40,000 a year. And they say they can't make it. i tell you one thing. The way this school system's going, and a lot of them having to shut down because they done run out of money. You say, Brother, what are you driving at? Can't you figure that out? Mothers and dads, we're going to have to get back to the books. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to the Word. Only way on earth for us to purify our young people and keep them pure is to put the Word of God to them and do it early. I got a friend. He's got four children. The first word they ever heard in their life was Jesus. 
People said, well, Brother Bill, those little old children, <laughs> they couldn't even, I mean, their, their eyes wouldn't even focus. I mean, they, they had, they had the limber neck. They couldn't, even, and, and you were over them saying, Jesus loves you, Jesus. He said, well, I just, what do you think I ought to say? Most people say, can you say, Daddy, Mama, huh? I don't know. To me, that's not as sweet as saying, can you say Jesus? Huh? You say fanatic. I thought you was going to say that because you don't know no better, do you? See? I mean, you never have known what it was to put Jesus first. I told you last Thursday night about life's main priority. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And brother, you can't seek the kingdom without seeking the king. And the king's name is Jesus. Put him first. Put him first. All right? Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse it? Well, he said the word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Now then, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. That's chapter 119 and verse 9 and verse 11 that go together that I might not sin. Now then, blessed, and we'll just skip to a verse, if you will, real quickly, to verse 17. Deal boundlessly with thy servant. Why? That I may live and keep thy word. Give me purpose in life. Did you know people have called me yesterday and today and said, Brother Wolf, I have no purpose to live in. I don't care whether I live or die. I'm not interested. We've had probably 500 Maybe a thousand that came in with suicide marks on their arms. I've looked at the many one right back in the office, and they had patches right here and right here. I said, well, honey, you didn't make it, did you? No, but I wish I had. I said, oh, you won't be here very long until you be glad you didn't die. But you see, they don't understand. They don't understand. Let's, let's run on. And uh, verse 18. Uh, verse 18, open thou mine eyes, why? That I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Verse 24, verse 24, thy testimonies also are my delight and my counsel. Uh-huh. The word of God is the best counsel you'll ever get in all the world. Thy testimonies, my delight and my counsel. Verse 25, my soul cleaveth unto the dust, quicken thou me according to thy word. Nine times in these precious verses in this chapter, nine times he's asking for quickening. It's always by the word of God. Uh, if you want to be quick on the draw, get in the word of God. The man who knows the book always got the answer. You never have to wonder, scratch your head, wrinkle your brow, and say, I just don't know. Brother, you'll be quick on the draw if you know the Word of God. That's the answer. The every answer you need. All right. Where are you going to get your strength? Verse 28. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according to thy word. Verse 32. I will run the way. Amen. That's good. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. I'm going to, I'm going to take off in a run and I'm going the way. The way of God, of course, is the Word of God. And then, verse 36, the answer to covetousness. This is the cancer 
of society right here. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to covetousness. This old world is so selfish and people are miserable. I was talking to a friend of mine today. I've been looking for something all of my life. I don't guess I've ever found ever since I've been a preacher. I've met a few not many. I don't hobnob with them because they're too miserable and you can't help them. You hardly ever find a happy man and a big bank account together. They just don't hobnob together. You never find. You know why people work for a rich man? Paycheck. I mean, just hand over the spondulics. I mean, I'm interested in the money. But you see, God's people serve the Lord because they love him. It doesn't mean they don't get paid. They do get paid. I tell you, dear friends, I dare say tonight, and I thought this today, our people, most of them, are in better shape than you've ever been in your life. You owe less bills because you know you can't afford to make any bills because you couldn't pay them. And yet, you're living better than you've ever lived in your life. You smile more, laugh more, eat better, sleep better, go to church better, enjoy everything more, and you're living it up right now. And nobody could refute that unless you're backslidden and getting tired of walking with God. Nobody's ever miserable, unhappy on this farm unless they begin to rebel against God or His Word. You get right with the Lord, love His book, you'll be happy in this place right here. All right? Let's go a little bit further. Open my eyes now that I may behold wondrous things in thy word. And then he said, I've got my delight and my counselors, the word of God, quicken me, verse 25, strengthen me, verse 28, I'll run away when you fix my heart, verse 32, and the answer to covetousness is verse 36, and then he said, verse 37, look at that just a second. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity and quicken me or quicken thy me in thy way. Lord, you reckon that's a prayer we ought to pray today? Have you got the courage to pray, Lord, would you, would you turn away mine eyes? You know what David said after he got through with that horrible experience with Bathsheba? You know what he said? Behold, I've set no wicked thing before my eyes. Oh, the day I looked and lusted and took got me and I'll cry the rest of my life. I'll weep the rest of my life. The day that Eve looked and lusted and took, she plunged us all under, didn't she? The day that Achan looked and lusted and took, he signed his death warrant, got his wife killed and all of his little children. You know why? He looked and lusted. He wanted the Babylonian garment for his dear wife. He wanted some gold and silver and some precious things, and he wanted, and he couldn't, he couldn't show them to anybody. He came home and put them in the tent and buried them. All he could do is go in and close the tent door and say, oh, y'all gather around. Let's look at all of our income and everything. My, this marvelous. Nobody else got what we've got. No, and you're not going to have it long either. That's right. Turn away. All right, what is the answer? Verse 42, so shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproaches me. Why? I trust in thy word. Folks, you listen. You boys may be, thank you, maybe you've never been educated. And some of you didn't. Go, you drop out, and you feel like, well, I'm not. Let me tell you something. 
If you stay in the Word of God, you will never be able to say to anybody, I just don't know the answer. You'll know the answer to every question that needs to be answered. Did you know why? That's what he said right here. Because he said, I trust in thy word. Now then, let's go to verse 45. I claim this one today all over again. I walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. I'm going to be free. God's going to set us free because I'm trusting in thy precepts. I'll speak of thy testimonies all also before kings and will not be ashamed. You know, one thing the Lord's let us do, he sure let us testify before some, a lot of political leaders, hadn't he? Practically all the senators, all the representatives, practically all the attorney generals and the governor, and we've testified uh, before uh, various groups and fixing to come up to another group and testify before them. We've gotten speaking to two bands of lawyers. Brother, I'm glad God gave me the answer. And I, I, wouldn't, I didn't stutter when I told him. I said, it's Jesus. The word of God will not be ashamed when I speak thy testimony before kings or whoever it may be. I'll delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. And now then, verse 50, you'd say, Brother Olaf, I'm going through some sorrow. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. And then, verse 51 the proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from thy law. Now, I'd rather be in derision than in decision. I never have and are in confusion. I'm not in confusion. God's people never need to be confused. The Bible said, whosoever shall believe on the Lord shall not be confused. You won't have to be confused. Now then, let's read. Uh, verse 54, how precious. Now, I've experienced this a little bit, and maybe you have. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. Think of it. As I travel along, the statutes, you know what that is? The Word of God have been my songs. Have you ever known anybody really sing, uh, heartfelt singing it that didn't believe the book? Have you ever noticed? That's the reason I'm not interested in semi-classical or classical or country and western and a rock and roll. I, I, that's junk. Too empty for me. I mean, all these little old love ditties, you know, that somebody uh, gets up and hoops and hollers and sings and all. I, I want something real, don't you? I mean, I want it to come from the Word of God. He said, thy statutes have been my song. You know why? If the statutes are my song, I'll be singing them in heaven. I'm not going to have to change songs when I get to heaven. Just keep on singing. Amen. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of mine. And then in verse 56, this I had, and I tell you, I tried to figure that out every time I read, because I kept thy precepts. This I had. He didn't even put down what you had. Hmm? You say, reckon what he wants, this sky's the limit. Just like the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Want for what? Anything. This I had because I kept thy precepts. What did you have, Brother Wolof? I had peace. I had joy. Had to overcome his portion. I had all the provisions that God wants me to have. I had the assurance of my salvation. I had enough joy to share with somebody else. I had some love and compassion. You know why? I kept thy precepts. Let's go a little further. Verse 59. I thought, get it. <laughs> That's something the average person can't do anymore, isn't it? I thought, and what'd you do? Turn. I thought on my ways and made a 180. 
and turn my feet unto thy testimony. If we could get America to sit down tonight and just do some thinking. You know why people don't like to come to our church? A lot of them, we make them think. We make them think about eternity. We make them think about sin. We make them think about their homes. We make them think about their children. We make them think about the rottenness of this generation. People don't want to be made to think. I mean, don't disturb me. I mean, day sleeper. I mean, you know, I'm just getting along all right. Stay out of my way. I mean, don't. Uh, one preacher got up the other day, and he said, well, I'm just thankful I'm not an alarmist. I am. My alarm clock's been going now for 48 years. Never run down. Getting louder all the time. That's where it ought to be. And you, you've got to alarm the people and alert the people. Verse 61, the bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I've not forgotten thy law. Amen. You said, what do you mean, bands of the wicked? The wicked, unrighteous decrees, they robbed us of our children twice. They've robbed us of our freedom. They've robbed us of a lot of sweet and wonderful privileges. They've robbed us of our money. We've had to spend money. Four, four groups of lawyers got a uh, deal today, and it has to be uh, paid. 1100 and some odd, one lawyer, one month, and on and on we go. But I didn't forget the word of God. I kept thy law. There's one thing we've never swerved from the word of God. because, And, and dear friends, if we do not leave the word of God, it'll never leave us, and we're going to have victory. I can hardly wait to see the word of God vindicated, and it's going uh, to be vindicated. Now then, uh, verse... Um, 61. Well, he said, Rob, but he said, uh, uh, I've still stayed with thy word. Now, verse 62, at midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgment. Well, evidently he went to bed a little early, didn't he? Hmm? You know what's wrecking the health of the American people? They don't know when to go to bed. Did you know that one hour of sleep before midnight is worth two after midnight? Do you realize that America is prowling like possums at night and down the back alley in garbage cans they go, eating at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, hamburgers, french fries, I mean, uh, potato chips, I mean, uh, all the stuff you can think about, and then go home and ride nightmares till daylight. And I tell you, can you imagine? And then people say, well, I don't know what's wrong with my health. Well, I'm trying to tell you. Well, he said at midnight, he must have gone to bed about 8 o'clock. He'd already slept four hours, and he woke up, and he said, I just believe I'll get up and have a Thanksgiving meeting. Huh? Turn on the light or lay down in the bed and quote the Scripture and sing a song, because of thy righteous judgment, because you're so right. And then verse 63, I'm a companion, amen, of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. Now, that's where your companionship comes in. Isn't it? Are you my companion? The Bible said uh, some of them were made companions of me while I went through some things, and he said, I'm a companion of who? All them that fear thee. That means those that believe in thee and faith thee, and of them that keep thy precepts. And the only way you can and fear the Lord and believe the Lord is by keeping his precepts. Now, I want to give you something, because in this chapter... Uh, the affliction uh, doctrine is pretty well uh, put out. He said, verse 67, before I was afflicted, 
I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. I tell you what, when health begins to fail, when trouble comes, I mean when the wind begins to blow and you begin to shut the shutters and pull the windows down, the rain begins to fall, and you begin to take precaution and so forth. And he said, now then, not only that, but let me give you verse 71. It is good for me that I've been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. Verse 75. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. God's been faithful. All he was doing was being faithful to me when he permitted me. Now, verse 92. These are four tremendous verses. Verse 92. Unless thy law had been my delight, I should then have perished in mine affliction. I believe that. Folks, we might as well face it. I'm glad to face it. I don't believe I'd ever lived through the 70s had it not been for the Word. How in the world could could you... I mean, and I'm certainly not looking back because I'm so thankful. And I don't believe, and I imagine, I'm going to say, if the Lord lets me live the next 10 years, that the richest years of my life of preparation were the 70s. I mean, 1972, 1980. I believe that the Lord was getting us ready for the 1980s. You wait and see. You wait and see. More and more, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. You're going to understand that uh, this preacher plus his comrades of service had to stay in the boot camp, learn some things, and learn how to rejoice and be exceeding glad, knowing that our reward is great in heaven. Now then, look at verse 72, if you will. Verse 72, The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Now, verse 73, Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding. Why? That I may learn thy commandments. Listen, did you know the purpose of school ought to be to learn the Word of God? And yet, they're not allowed to have the Word of God. He said, would you, would you just give me understanding so I could get a hold of the Word of God? That's the reason. But you know what we do now? We go off to college and say, Now, I want a college education so I can make some money and uh, won't have to dig ditches and work so hard. I mean, that's the purpose of it. It's materialistic to the core. I mean, we send people off to school to make money. And when they get disappointed, they decide, well, I'll just steal it. And they go into trouble and sin and everything else. All right? Now then, look with me, please, at verses 85 to 88. The proud have dig pits for me, which are not after thy law. Uh-huh. They're not after thy law. They didn't get it out of the book. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. They had almost consumed me upon earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. Quicken me after thy loving kindness. So shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. And then verse 89, I believe I'll close with this, and I'll mark it, and we'll finish. We'll start. This is a good stopping place forever. O Lord, Thy word is settled in heaven. Now, I want to ask you something. If it's settled in heaven, why are we trying to change it down here? I'm, I'm just asking, if God, did he give us a settled word down here? I mean, let me ask you this question. Did God give the word? He said he did. 
holy men of God speak as they move with the Holy Spirit. Now, the next question is this. Has God been as interested in preserving his word and protecting his word as he was in giving his word? Has he permitted a bunch of modernists and a bunch of Bible writers or a bunch of perversion boys to change his word? Or does he still have his witness in the world? I'm going to make this statement. If the King James Version is not God's word, then he has no word left in this country. And that's it. Now, you'd say, well, what right do you have to believe? A hundred scholars just got through rewriting. I don't care how many scholars got together. Only 40 wrote the thing to start with. Amen. I mean, just 40 of them took them 1,600 years, but they got it done. And I believe this. And I think it's foolish for us to say that with the Holy Spirit in the world, he cannot protect his own testimony. Amen. But that's what the modernists are saying today. Right. And, and I never put it like the fundamental modernists yeah. are saying, we're going to have to help the Holy Spirit get his testimony yeah. straightened out. Yeah. Bless his heart, he's been wonderful and fine, and he convicted me yeah. of my sin, but yeah. I'm going to turn around and do him a favor and straighten out his word yeah. for him. Brother, that's stupid. And I'll tell you another reason. Every revival we've ever had had come out of that book right there. Amen. The Mayflower had the King James Version for its compass. I mean, God has built this nation on this book, and every great revival preacher and evangelist has stayed with this book. Amen. On the other hand, there's never been a revival crawl out or one of the modern versions of the Bible. Never has yeah. been. They do not, they have, they're batting zero so far as revival is concerned. Brother, God will protect his book. Thy word Amen. is settled in the heaven. And far as I'm concerned, it's settled down here. Amen. Have you settled this wonderful word in your heart? I was thinking, and I read the other day or some time ago where the paper came out or the article and it said, there was a time when the children gathered after the graveyard or cemetery experience, went back to the homestead, maybe six or eight children, and they began to say, what do you want a mother's belongings? And number one was always, I want her Bible. The Bible will go to the oldest child if they believe in the Lord and love the Word of God. The article went on to say, not anymore. The request of most of the children is, I want mother's colored television set. I'd like to look at what she looked at before she died. Folks, that's sad, isn't it? Oh, may God help us. There's a dear and precious book, though it's worn and faded now, which recalls those happy days of long ago when I stood at my mother's knee with her hand upon my brow. 
And I heard her voice in gentle tones and low, blessed book, precious book. On thy dear old tear-stained leaves I love to look. Thou art sweeter day by day as I walk the narrow way that leads at last to that bright home above. Let's stand together and I'm saying the chorus. Blessed book, precious book, on thy dear old tis-stained leaves I love to look. Thou art sweeter day by day as I walk the narrow way that leads at last to that bright home above. Now, Father, we didn't get through the chapter tonight, but we thank you, Lord, for these 89 verses. Uh, half of it, at least, and how precious and sweet is thy word. And Lord, remind us tonight that we'll never be able to live the overcoming life unless we have the incoming word of God in our soul. Bless the folks that'll be in the altar tonight to say, Lord, I'm going to get back in the book. I'm going to give my life. I'm going to read. I'm going to believe. I'm taking a trip through the Holy Land from Genesis to Revelation. I'm going to read every word, every chapter, every book. I'm going to read every bit of the Word of God. I want you, Lord, to let the Word dwell in me richly in all wisdom and understanding, teaching and admonishing one of the psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in my heart to the Lord. Oh, may tonight, once, listen, once you get your priorities straight on the Word of God, He'll do the rest. He'll do the rest. We're singing, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I'm waiting, yielded and still, standing everywhere and singing together now. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter. Thou art the potter. Let's have some clay. No trouble with the potter, all with the clay.
Amen. That's right. God bless you. My dear friends, come in here tonight. Anywhere. That's right. Amen. Pleading. Brother Olaf, please let us bring her first service. There she is. Out of the jailhouse. There she is. One service. Just one. Don't blame the young people, dear friend. Expose them to the gospel. They'll believe it. Our young people have missed the preaching of the gospel. That's your problem, I think. Have thine own way. Look at the dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of young people. Where are they tonight? On their knees. On their knees. Ah, I'm the slave. Old man, he will. Mothers and dads, what about it? After that. Every head bowed. Oh, to be like thee. Oh, to be like thee. Blessed to redeem. Pure as thou art. Come in thy sweetness. Come in thy fullness. Come in thy fullness. Stamp thine own image. Deep on my heart. Our Father, finish the service and let it soak during the night, during the time of prayer. Bless all that have come tonight. Such a joy. Lord, bless our choir and girls and Brother Miss Cameron and Brother Joe and the ones that went on the tour. Oh, give them a great time there tonight and tomorrow morning. Bless our visitors and our guests. And Lord, we commit to thee the sick and ask for healing in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated.